I believe there is more to a TV show than the series alone. Watch any related works and you can see the echoes of all its creators, stars, and fans. Long after we have finished, down below will be here, ready for new listeners to enjoy. Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome to Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will. I'm Ann. And I'm Beth. Well, it's just the three of us today. Um, We're finishing out the Babylon 5, um, all the video. (laughs) Um, Well, I know we will touch on Crusade, but this is kind of the last... (laughs) I forgot about Crusade, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. I've got a soft spot for Crusade. Don't blame me. But um, yeah. So this is the last of the uh, movies or whatever that was produced. Uh, this is the Lost Tales. This also compilation. As, um, voices in the, in the night darkness. and over here and over there. Oh yeah, voice. It's it's weird that it's got three titles. <laughs> Yeah, this particular compilation is called Voices in the Dark, and the stories have their own separate names. Uh, this was originally released straight to DVD on July 31st, 2007. Oh, so that it was, didn't get aired? No, it was... No, no. It was originally supposed to be a compilation, uh, I mean, an anthology series, um, you know, different stories each time, but it didn't... I don't know what JMS was saying before it was released. Like, if this comes anywhere close to what we're projecting, they're definitely do more. One uh, but then uh, when it came out, they were saying like, "Yeah, we're doing like much better than Warner Brothers. Um, much better than we expected." But still, you know, Warner Brothers is kind of, I guess they didn't want to put up any money to do yeah, anymore. Warner Brothers over the years have been a bit funny with Babylon Five. Okay, so they wanted to make this because I thought they were tr- this was like a sort of a I don't know a, t- a try at a new series like or a limited series on TV, but but they really just wanted to put out straight to DVD more yeah. straight to DVD ones. Okay, I think actually this is something that was made a couple of years too early because if it was made a few years later, it would have been something more like straight to Netflix or straight to the Amazon. Yeah. Uh, but it seems short because I, I guess it was like it seems short though it was shorter TV. than I think each story I think uh, it was supposed to be three different stories but then when the third one didn't work out they kind of extended each story I'm not sure if that's right or not I think I read that somewhere well I don't know about extended the other two but I know there was supposed to be a third story that was supposed to follow Garibaldi oh okay and I know at some point JMS was working on a Londo story. I guess it would have come in a later uh, release. Well, that was meant to be the plan, wasn't it? That yeah. you know each release would focus on a character from the original series. Were they always gonna? Um, sorry, there's a motorcycle next. Hold on. <laughs> oh my God, this motorcycle has the loudest music. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so anyway, um, so was it always going to 
10, 10 years before, you know, the end. I don't know. Uh, like a... Yeah, I'm not sure myself, but I think actually it's a good decision because at the time it was almost 10 years after they had finished. Anyway, so the actors were 10 years older anyway. Oh, I was wondering about that. So what year did this finish again? Season 5? Season 5 was in 98, and this was oh, okay. 2007, yeah. Okay, so... It so nine years, years later, so... Yeah, that... Yeah. And I wow. think it, it shows you what a good job they did on... Uh, <coughs> Sheridan's old age makeup for Sleeping in Light, because... Mm-hmm. You know, this is... Um, Bruce Boxleitner ten years later, and it 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 fits in so well. You can say, yeah, just a few more lines and crease, you know, lines on his face is a bit more, you know, a few more years on him, and he, you know, he look a lot like um how he did in Sleeping in Light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So take. Yeah. So at this point, who from I guess Andreas Katsulas was still with us, and... No, he had passed, and Richard Biggs had also passed. Oh, okay. That's why they mentioned mentioned both of the characters were off exploring. Beyond the Rim. Okay. Uh, I see. Okay. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Okay, that's confusing. Because I think when when you said Londo, in my mind, I was thinking Jakar and... uh, but at least he popped up on the last one, so that's, that was good. Yeah, yeah, which was supposed to take place, I think, what's it? Um, About three years after season five. It's supposed to take place, yeah, after Sleeping in Light. No, before, oh, no, it's not. No, Sheridan's alive in that, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, it's supposed to take place in between A Call to Arms and the end of season five. Right. Yeah, like this one. I know. Well, yeah, it's weird. So, it, according to this story, essentially, and um, Legend of the Raiders, Jakar went off exploring with Lita, came back, spent a bit of time um, with the Rangers doing some stuff, and then went off exploring with Franklin again a few years later. Yeah. And then came back. And went to Centauri Prime and to hang out with Londo. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's busy. <laughs> and this, yeah, Jakar is certainly busy. I like how the Citizen Jakar is like his like, title, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But wasn't he kind of an ambassador for the Alliance? I guess when he, I don't, well, I guess not, because he was off all the time. But in the last movie that we were doing, he was called Ambassador, no? Yeah. Yes, he was. Um, <laughs> Because he started out as ambassador, then when the whole Centauri invasion of Narn happened, he became citizen Jakar, and then he became ambassador Jakar again. And... Citizen again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then Lita is dead in the show, right? At this point? Yes. Yeah, she at this point she's the, dead. The Unseen Psy Wars. Okay. Mm. Or whatever it's called. Yeah, the conflict or something. <laughs> Telepath war, yeah. yeah. Um, Telepath war, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this was directed, well, it said directed by JMS and Sarah Barnes in IMDb. I don't know if 
one did one and the other did the other or well, I saw it says something about documentary. So maybe she did the documentary on the DVDs. I don't know. I didn't Because at the end of the thing, it only said JMS. It said directed by, you know, she was was in the credits though she was i think she each credited as produced by okay and then maybe the um the interviews are directed by but you know it's imdb it's you know said that she was she did craft services on legend of the rangers i think that's cool when you kind of like go up through the Wow. You go from That's a normal progression right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's five years difference. Mm. A lot yeah, can happen in a career in five years. Craft services going into directing, but hey, I wonder if I looked her up and maybe I find that she was dating JMS or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um of course it was written by JMS. I don't know, um, yeah, we can get into it. But do we know if I can't remember? I've heard stuff about JMS's thoughts on how this turned out. Like maybe it was after this that he decided he wouldn't do any more B five unless he could get a good budget for it. I don't know how much is true. Yes, is I just... believe that. I believe he said that um, because they really were strapped for money on this one. I mean, you can tell because a lot of things take place like. You know, just two people talking, you know, but there are some good CG shots for sure. Yeah, there really are. It's, it's amazing how much better the CGI in this is compared to the sci-fi channels, <laughs> um, Legend of the Rangers. This was straight well, to the Well, the hangar yeah. alone looked really good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Sci-Fi Channel back in those days probably didn't have that much budget. I know they try to spend more on their stuff now, but from what I've been reading. But, um, so yeah, so the first story is called Over Here. And it's a Lockley story. Um, Colonel Elizabeth. Colonel, yeah. Yeah, Colonel. Go Lockley. So yeah, we start out. Who has the bangs though? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm thinking the bangs needed to go for that long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of stuff that didn't change, I'm, like I'm the uniforms. Back out again for the um, 10 year anniversary. You know, it's. Does it's, she still have bangs, the actress? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she just likes them. <laughs> she does conventions. Maybe we can find a picture of her. Um, yeah, so they start at the explosion of B5 and go back in time. I kind of like where they show, like, the little part of space where b5 was with was but <laughs> yeah you got the nebula yeah. kind of in the background that is a really nice touch i was so excited though it's so weird because i was like so excited to like find out that they you know did this like so years later and just compared to like the last one i was like yes characters we know and like and it's it's back on the station and I don't know. I just like the music. Yeah, the music was really yeah. good. <laughs> I like it really it was. It was it Christopher Frank again. Yes, uh, I think so. Yeah, or because, maybe I'm thinking of the last week, but I, I know I saw his name on one of them. It, it just felt so right, uh, and yeah, the CG is great, and, and it's just really good to be back at the station, as you said. Um, and the countdown was cool. The count back. Yeah, yeah, I like that. 
I missed it, but I was reading somewhere that like when they're in the uh, hangar bay, you can kind of see somebody like leaping, you know, <laughs> like leaping up really high. I guess the you know the gravity or whatever. Yeah, in the gra- the gravity in the docking bay would be weaker. It yeah. makes sense. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's interesting. So it's the tenth anniversary of the Interstellar Alliance, and she calls Father Cassidy there. And they're talking about how, you know, decline of, you know, the faith at that point in history. Uh, they get down to business. There's a weird smell in Brown Sector. <laughs> now, <laughs> earlier we saw this guy, Simon Burke, screaming. As fairly- oh, doesn't that remind you of something straight from season two? Um, yes, but also weirdly reminded me. This is the most random thing ever. Because he was like, just the way he said it, he was like, get out of my head. So it reminded me of Adventures in Babysitting when the lady, the guy was yelling to her in the phone booth and he's like, get out of my house. But anyway. No, I haven't seen I that. <laughs> that did. Nobody else would ever like put those together. But that's what I was like. What is that? What is that? And then I remembered. But anyway. Yeah, so I guess. That guy was silly. Yeah. So Lockley, I guess, thinks he was possessed and she's taking Father um Cassidy there and she notices that it's cold and smelly in the corridor. And so they see Simon. I guess there was what they said. There was no DNA in his blood or something like that. Well, are they yeah, found some no blood DNA in his blood? No markers of you know, DNA or whatever. Yeah. But can we talk about their conversation that you yeah. were talking about? I mean, that's like really interesting. It was. Know? Yeah. Um, go ahead. About how, um, what was it? Where, you mean the part about how re- people don't believe as much anymore? Yeah. Religion is waning because, you know, of all the stuff that's been happening and people are finding out, I guess part of it would be like, you know, knowing the Vorlons and what they did. Yeah. I mean, that got out, but um, oh yeah, just the idea that there are so many beings out there and great forces and you know godlike oh. forces. Yeah, we're in and space. And not just that, and they're saying, yeah, even human technology. Look at what we are capable of doing in space. Right, and it's interesting that I mean, I don't know. Well, the term religious is just an interesting term. You know what I mean? But um. Like spiritual or religious or believe in God, they're all different things. Um, but he specifically says religious, and it's interesting that she is though. Um, oh yeah, talked about that a lot. I mean, Ivanova also had a um, a religious figure, you know, that visited her, and she talked about it. Come on, um, it's definitely something they've not ignored. And I'm just sorry. I was thinking that we already know that Lockley was religious. I can't remember. I don't know. I mean, I never I thought of it remember. as a defining feature of hers. Um, but I just find it interesting that JMS, as an atheist, um, is talking about this. And I was curious to see where it went, you know, what he was going to do with the idea of demon possession. Um, not sure I quite understand how he as an atheist went where he went, but we can talk about that. Yeah. Um, sorry. So, uh, Burke or says he's a servant of the devil and. Oh my God. Though. Can we talk about how we came into the room 
and his head is down and he looks up. I mean, that was like, I have like so many LOLs in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cheesy and overdone. Yeah. It was like Hannibal Lecter. It was just, and his voice and the way he talked and the camera <laughs> movements. Oh my God, the camera movements. I was going to mention that. It's, it's, let's tilt the camera. You know, it's, He's crazy, so we make the camera go crazy. Yeah, yeah, I noticed the way he talked as well. That was kind of <laughs> there may have been one little knock against it. Um, uh, he changes. Yeah, let's wait for Beth to get back. I think. Yeah, she's tried so hard today. Oh dear. Yeah, she's. <sighs> Sorry, I got a call. That's okay. <laughs> Um, oh, it's like in the old days when you were on the modem and if you got a call, you got kicked off the internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really shouldn't be happening now. But. <laughs> um, oh, um, he changes yeah. the scent to roses, to, I guess, to prove that. I don't know. Like that one, the sigh. So we already know that sighs can do that. So yeah. it doesn't uh, prove anything to me. But, um, but the... um. They actually point that out and say, yeah, that's not exactly proof, you know? Yeah, oh, for sure. But, God, the camera movements, can we just, they were way over the top, I'm sorry. <laughs> I get that they were trying to, like, do something funny, but, I mean, some, you know, something, I guess, in thematically makes sense. Everything's off kilter, don't know what's going on, but it just looked like too much. I don't think I was really looking at the screen a lot during this these parts so I didn't well, well I'll say it again later I think but it, it, this whole section feels like a play because there's only three characters yeah and that's probably the budget too yeah, yeah. and I think that again goes to the camera work of right we've got no set we've got to do everything we can <laughs> with CGI with lighting and with camera work yeah so they went all out <laughs> they did go all out on that camera. Going all out with what we got, yeah. When I saw this, um, there's some motorcycle driving fast here now. <laughs> um, when I saw this, it had been like 10 years since I watched Babylon 5, so my memory of the show wasn't, you know, it wasn't fresh in my mind. And I, I mean, I knew who Lockley and Sheridan were, but I remember, I knew that there was somebody from, B5 in it and I guess I figured out that it was Galen later but in my mind I think I thought that he was the person who brought Sheridan back from the dead because I didn't remember Lorian <laughs> at the time oh <laughs> thank was, god yeah this is before my last <laughs> right now we'll get on to yeah. all of that later that just came into my mind <laughs> we've got um this to discuss first haven't we uh, so yeah, they're, um, yes, his name is Asmodeus and he wants to be, re- uh, exercised because he says that God basically bound them to the star so that, so that people would remember, I guess, that God still exists <laughs> when they get to the stars one day. And so they would keep believing in God because they would see that there uh, are demons there. You know, he could just do miracles. No, nah, that's too it. easy. Yeah, mm. he just he wants his elaborate plot to put the yeah, uh, space just in case. But I mean, 
we'll get to the end of it later. And yeah. but ah, this is <laughs> we can talk about it how we want to talk about it. No, yeah. no, no. I feel like though, yeah, yeah. We get to on. I don't. I don't know why. Sorry. I, uh, oh. okay. You know how God is never around in any. We were playing this game the other day about all these demons, and we were in heaven. And but of course, it's up to the angels to do everything. Like in supernatural. I don't, well, I'm I'm way behind on supernatural. But I know it's like God is never around in any kind of you know sci-fi or genre stuff. Mm, you do see yeah. the devil, but you never see God. That's interesting. But anyway, <laughs> so well, unless it's a film like um, oh, what's Dogma. the Jim Carrey one? Oh, where God is Morgan Freeman. Ah, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name. Um, Bruce Almighty. Okay. That yeah, Bruce Almighty. <laughs> oh, Bruce Almighty. <laughs> yeah. Or um, is that a sci-fi movie? Well, no, it's, it's kind of a fantasy movie where. God gives a human all the powers of God for a week or something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah they... that's right. I didn't see it. I saw the commercial. <laughs> so. Well, the best but... God is Alanis Morissette in Dogma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. But so later on, Ian, we find yeah. out that he, he wanted to get exercised. Yeah. Because he was trapped on Earth, which I guess is hell. I don't know. But anyway, um, but then why did he, why didn't he just be demony and be exercised? I don't, I'm confused. Like, I think he could have gotten, he could have done more. He could have done more. He could have done less and not, it's not, and not settle this whole thing. I want to be exorcised so that they would think he didn't want to be, uh, or, and then go back. I mean, it was so weird. If he just yeah. been, been demony and showed demony things, then they would have exorcised him, and then he would have been free. But there is the dilemma that I, well, was the dilemma that uh, if we it's it's, an, it's a theme that plays on both parts of this that yes that references you know, back to Babylon Five of choices and is there only one uh, choice yeah or you know, or two choices uh, um what's it yeah the line that either Delaine or Sheridan say when they're confronting the shadows and the Vorlons choose yes but only from the choices you provide right yeah it just doesn't make any sense okay anyway so what was it that if we exercise them then everybody will know and what was wrong with that, that? no it would have been if he didn't exorcise him, then then he, it would have been like de- demon possession. You could have shown that to everybody, and they would have believed more, right? Yeah, yeah and then you're because sacrificing you this guy. Yeah, um, which I guess um, they would have assumed that he was pl- planning on the fact that what they would have filmed him and broadcast his demoniness. The world? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. His demoniness. Then again, <laughs> yeah. Then again, that's such a They can still take him back to work and film him and then exercise him. But no, there's only going to be some people who will believe that anyway. So. Right. Yes. Father Simon. Yeah, there's all this stuff. <laughs> um, about whether he should do it or not. And Burke is saying, you know, religional. Continue to fade away if you don't make the right decision. Um, I think something 
really feels like having watched Legend of the Rangers last week and the story they were playing with there is, oh, was this a story we, he was going to do for Legend of the Rangers? And we kind of find out that the darkness, the hand, was actually demons and stuff. I also wonder if this it is going to... it seems very similar. I also wonder if this is going to turn out to be a techno mage or something. <laughs> Why? Because techno exactly. mages are on the brain. And uh, also, I'm just was wondering what JMS was where he was going with this. You know, I mean, was he going to definitively say in the show's universe that demon possession exists or not? You know, seems like he. Well, <laughs> he he's left it vague. Still, every time he touches on this, he leaves it vague enough for you to say, "Really? Are oh, it's demons? No, it's aliens." I feel like he didn't leave it that vague, though. I mean. Within the universe of the show, because of which, I mean, yeah, sure, you could go and say, well, she was wrong, and he just thought he was demon-possessed, and that's why he was reacting that way. No, uh, my, my thing was actually that it's not a demon. I was saying it could be an alien possessing him, and aliens cast down other aliens onto Earth. That's another way you could read it. Sure, I mean, that she got the the story right, but the player's wrong. I'm not mm. sure that I would go that far to say that's what JMS was saying, but... Um, well, you can't be sure, really, can you? I was pretty sure that he was, okay. That okay. the show was saying that, in fact, that's what happened. But, I mean, you can always say, well, I don't buy it. You know, that's... I don't think that's what it was. I, I, I think, uh, in any case, the concept's an interesting one, and it could could make for an interesting series in its own right of dealing uh, with what? I was say I, was, I couldn't watch that series. Sorry. Yeah, that would have been. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I could have made it. We could have made a longer story. To but... this extreme, <laughs> but you know, dealing with you know forces trying to escape Earth and you know humanity having to do the work of you know you know keeping them contained yeah that's what got me like okay we know that there are these demons or aliens living on earth and if we let them out that's gonna be like big trouble but still <laughs> are we just gonna let them be let them let them right just hang out yeah, i guess they haven't been doing much anyway in the last yeah. hundred years so don't worry about well, it well i mean what can you do to actually get rid of them you'd have to do an awful lot of research to actually destroy them just wait a billion years, or was it? A, is it a billion years or a million years when Earth when well, the sun died? I can't remember. Well, according to the show, it could be ten, a hundred, or a million <laughs> years. Well, we've <laughs> seen, we've actually seen it on the show, um, and it's just over a million years. But that's because an outside force makes it explode. Yeah, so she doesn't know. Yeah. It, I think science says it's a many, many years. I think like a, more like a billion or something. Yeah, I think it's six billion years. It's meant to, you know, naturally happen. Hmm. That's going to so suck. <laughs> That's going to suck for <laughs> people that are around. Then. Um, I'm not sure humans are going to be around that long. <laughs> not even, uh, who knows, in the next hundred years, really. Hmm. Um. 
So Lockley can't sleep and she figures out that she does some investigating, figures out that this alien traveled from Earth and that's when they go have that confrontation with them. And they- I mean, before that, though, when she is figuring it out, uh, it's nice CGI, but it'd be awful to sleep in that room with that window open all the time with the stars rotating as fast as they were. <laughs> I mean, you'd either get used to it or you'd be sick. So they were rot- the the station rotates at a good clip, and you could and then you could see the stars just rotating outside of her window. Uh, he came in on the Asimov. I don't know if that's the same Asimov that was mentioned during think, the series. Well, there were two different Asimovs in the series, okay. but it probably was one of them anyway. But um, well, you said alien, so is that what it says in the, f- the actual? Like synopsis of the show? Oh no! I just said I was just saying maybe it were demons or maybe they were aliens. I don't know. I, I th- seems to be saying that they were d- demons, actual demons, but I don't know. Yeah. So it, because, yeah. But every time on the show has said something is, you know, angelic or demonic, it turned out to be demons. So. They show, oh, sorry, he's turned out to be aliens. That's what this show t- tends to do. How many times have we addressed this? Because I don't remember. You're just talking about, like, the Vorlons well, and, uh, 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 and the... the shadows. The Vorlons and the shadows. It, the, because if you remember the in season two, you have that thing that was hitching a ride in the um, ship that had the cryostasis uh capsules um you know where franklin really did something or you know awful but um anyway that creature there kind of was described as being a demon and okay. it turned out to be an alien yeah um i definitely don't it's it's interesting that you know we we've said that sort of the vorlon shaped how we see God or whatever, but they didn't, I mean, it, it's not, let's say said that they created God. Cause you, I mean, every, that's just inherent in a search for meaning, right? Mm-hmm. Or God or, or a meaning but, or a reason. Yeah. They, um, in this show, they take on the form of angels, not God. They, right. There's a specific difference. Okay. Yes. Angels, whatever. Yeah. Angels, no, there's like, a difference. Isn't that there, because there's a difference, but it relates to this story because angels and demons. I mean, demons are fallen angels, are they not? So yeah, if we're saying or if there's a possibility that these are demons possessing them, but angels were actually just the form of the Vorlons, it's like did they just uh, create the form that we see, and there really are angels and demons but they're just in a different form it's just really kind of interesting well it's definitely something and this is a christian very, uh yeah thing, no obviously. i can understand completely it's a, it's a question that not many sci-fi shows deal with uh, no and for probably a good reason and it was interesting <laughs> that she said that a lot of scientists are religious but i'm or at least scientists are i mean i think overwhelmingly scientists aren't but maybe in this universe they are i don't know yeah i don't know uh, so 
Yeah, so basically they're going to send him back to Earth. And Berkus like, I'll remember you. And Loxy's like, bring it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, you also get um, a job opportunity you know, being presented to Lockley of, yeah, if you ever retire, you can always uh, go and work for the church. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, she's got to go get ready for Sheridan to come. And in her closing log, she says that people, her friends wonder why she's still there. And she says it's home. Her friends that she meets where? Online? Is that what she, I thought she said her friends wonder. No, oh, she you, did. But oh, how does she like, meet friends? Yeah. The Google. They're all the time. Yeah, they're Google. Maybe. <laughs> maybe she takes well, a vacation. She must go on holiday from time to time and visit them on Earth or something. Or they have meetups as well. <laughs> Meetup.com exists. And <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit longer to get there. <laughs> yeah. So the next story was over there. Oh, are we done? Okay. Yeah, that was. Read this one. Yeah. Yeah, both are fairly short. Yeah, I think together it was like 62 minutes. It still felt like. <laughs> it kind of felt like. I think they could have each benefited from like losing a few minutes. Um, Maybe there was some like repetitiveness or, you know, when he was sort of sketching out his plan and then Lockley like summarized it. (laughs) Okay, we get it. But, um, okay. So Sheridan. I have a note that says LOLOL in fire. So that was when he was. (laughs) Oh, doing his fire. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the fire. uh, Um, why do I have no book, privacy? Is that a is that the next one? Was there something related to no privacy? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, sure. so how did you think about Minbar? How did Minbar look? <laughs> Better than it did in Legend of the Rangers. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of pretty, but still, what have we? Um, did they just completely redesign Minbar from the series? Because I'm used to all the triangles and maybe it, it did look like that, but the it was such a, you know, bad, fuzzy matte painting that um, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't see all the detail. Yeah. <laughs> it, look, it looked more like what I expected Membar to look like than um, Legend of the Rangers did, as I said. Legend of the Rangers was grimy. It's... So, yeah. And they shot I, it entirely at night. <laughs> I will say it was super cool the way they did the... Um, Weapons on Legend of the Rangers. Oh, you like that? Yeah. I was a little confused at first, but oh, I did like it. it looked very, like a really good exercise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a good workout. Mm-hmm. You, uh, what did you make of the actress, though? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I wasn't paying enough attention to care if she was bad or not, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't think the actress could pull it off. <laughs> it's just that's the whole thing, though. Yeah, I think most. Yeah, I think she rubs a lot of people the wrong way. <laughs> oh, uh, wow! Yeah. From just from that one thing. Yeah, I, I think I said last week. I guess one good thing about it not making it to series, I didn't have to watch her anymore. <laughs> wow! I She's not. <laughs> Talia Winner's annoying, but still. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Oh, no, that's going to be the next spin-off, Talia Winters and her. Talia Winters, comma, annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so Sheridan's taking off for Babylon 5, because that's where everybody goes. Yeah, and in a very nicely designed ship. Yeah. And he agrees to see this ISN reporter. And the lady who plays the ISN reporter, she's in, like, everything. That's how she looked for oh, yeah. She's like, um... I didn't write down anything, but well, she just seems to be in a lot. Her the name's the young from is uh, from Stargate SG One. She played uh, the main base doctor there. I can't remember uh, the name of of the doctor, but yeah, yeah Doctor Fraser. Um, yeah, Doctor Fraser. That that's it. So in that Netflix show, Travelers, uh, she was episode of I Zombie, Supernatural, Arrow, Hellcats, mm. Caprica, Hellcats. <laughs> Kyle XY. Oh, yeah, Caprica. Uh, slight spoilers in Caprica. She's uh, William Adama's father. Her. Mother. Mother. <laughs> I, was oh, okay. like, <laughs> I was confused. Like, did I, am I remember, not remembering William something? Mother. <laughs> she was on Smallville. Yeah, she's done almost everything. Um, so, yeah, so they talk about stuff, and Sheridan doesn't really want to do this interview, but he does. So they're heading to B5 for this anniversary, and a lot of people are going to be there. A lot of people aren't going to be there. We talked about Jakar and Franklin. They're not going to be there. Dylan won't. Londo won't. There's a rumor that Londo was going to be there, but it's not true. I'm wondering if these people are just busy or something, or... Or maybe budget. Budget, I think. <laughs> budget. Um, so yeah, so he misses Babylon 5. Um, so then they get ready to jump into quantum space. It's a fancy sounding word. They got some more, some new technology from what the Vault Lines left this, behind. Yeah, this is interesting. Because the last bit of all on technology you discovered, you thought would open another level of hyperspace, but the, it didn't quite turn out that way. So I hope people this time when they were experimenting with quantum space were a bit more careful. Yeah, they took their time. And I was kind of surprised that he just openly said, we got it from the Vorlons too. I think it would have, they would have kept that a little bit more on the DL. Mm. Well, unless they're trying to promote it and, you, you know, and look at this great new technology and, you know, aren't we doing such a great job? Well, sorry, I just approved a request to join the Facebook group and somebody just posted a really long message, which, <laughs> anyway, um, I'll have to read that later. Um, so yeah, Sheridan dreams about a destroyed New York City and his old oh, buddy so Galen cool. shows up. Not so yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, oh, come on. Earth looked I, really cool. I think Galen's better in this than he is in Call to Arms. Oh, for sure, but that's not saying that much. <laughs> come on. Hey, get, hey, you can bag on the girl that was in one episode. I can bag on the guy. Sure thing. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. You get it all out. Yeah. Maybe. It's not I my don't... favorite, but he was better in this one. I still like, oh, shut up, Galen. He kind of looks like um, the guy that played the mummy, Arnold Vosloo. Oh, yeah. He does. (laughs) (laughs) Which it would have been a shame because I really liked that uh, that mummy guy. The bits of dialogue I like from Galen are more the things of, 
you know, he his frustration and just his whole, well, yes, get the message I'm trying to tell you and get on with the job. He, yeah, um, so he shows Sheridan something that could happen. Um, but sure. the, yeah, the New York was cool. It was like Fifth Element. The flying car. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's awesome. Um, so apparently, uh, this Prince Ventari, the Centauri Prince they're going to pick up is going to be responsible for destroying Earth in 30 years from now. With big lasers. <laughs> laser <Yeah>. beams. <laughs> Freaking laser beams. <laughs> <laughs> um, where does he get that technology, though? Because that looked almost like the laser beam that the Volon planet killers had. There's some leftover shadow tech. I don't know. Volon tech. Volon tech. Yeah. So there are ways, ways to stop this from happening. Which <laughs> is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Sheridan assumes he means that he'll have to kill Prince Ventari. So, well, Galen outright says kill Prince Ventari. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh, okay. He says it. Um, so Sheridan's talking about Spoo with some Minbari when... Yay! <laughs> Spoo. When Prince Ventari appears. Um, Who looks a little bit like Andrew Garfield, but whatever. <laughs> um, so he says that Londo was afraid for his safety. I wonder if Londo maybe did this on purpose because he thought Sheridan would, you know, be a good influence on him. I don't know. Well, I thought that, and I also thought he's able to do something because the keepers don't care what he does with Prince Rintari. They don't. So, so probably. Um, London wanted to get him away from Centauri Prime before he got a keeper. Yeah. So this is the son of the Emperor Crazy Emperor? Cartagia, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. That son we didn't know he had, but Yeah. Maybe he had a few. <laughs> yes. So, what 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 was he saying with Veer try tried to kill his or killed his dad? Now yeah. I'm confused. Veer killed Katarja. How? No, I totally don't remember. Yeah, he stabbed him with the poison. I think Londo was supposed to do it, but Veer ended oh, up having to do God, it. Oh, I can't even remember. And everybody I knows have this, no idea how that rumor could have gotten started, because there was only Londo, Veer, and Katarja there when it happened. Right, okay. Does it say where Veer was in line for the throne? Yes, he's second in. Well, no, he's after. No, no, he's he's basically it's Lando Via, and then it's um the prince, and I'm blanking his name now, but yeah. Okay. Prince Child. Yeah. Vintari, um. Vintari, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, okay, it was how was he? I thought he said he wasn't worried oh, about Veer, so. I, the oh. Yeah, basically because Veers doesn't need to assassinate Vintari because Vintari is beneath him in right. line of succession. Sorry, Alexa started talking to him. It threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Um, <laughs> um, okay, that makes sense. That was okay. He's not worried. Yeah. 
But then, this whole conversation with Sheridan, Ventari was kind of like, oh, you know, I'm going to be a, I might be a threat to you one day, but I don't know. Yeah, well, essentially, he's just come from the royal court where he's everyone out, is out for themselves. And, you know, he has to protect himself there. And he's learnt to play the game in the royal court. And he's, and the whole thing here is he's, started to have an opportunity to find other ways to do things. Mm. Yeah. Don't be addicted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he thinks he's inherited his father's enemies, but yeah. So one day there's going to be a reckoning, but he also likes being safe on <laughs> away from home. This is kind of going back and forth from like sinister to kind of nice to sinister. Yeah, because yeah, I think yeah, he probably had a very dangerous upbringing. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't imagine his father was like a very good father to him. (laughs) Um, No, I can't. I can't. I don't think you know Cartagena had any time for his son. It was oh, it's you. You mean they didn't torture people together or, or things like that? No, I don't think <laughs> at all. Because at that time, his son probably was about um, maybe five or six years old. <laughs> teach him early. Teach him the right yeah. way early. Um. Yeah, so Lockley calls Sheridan. ISN wants him to ride in on a Star Fury. And this is where he finds out about what Garibaldi and Franklin and Jakar are doing. Yeah, there's a line that uh, Lockley says um, that Franklin's having to deal with something on Mars. Garibaldi. And I think that's what his story would have been. It would have taken place on Mars. And, um, yeah. yeah. Garibaldi? Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe it might have had something to do with telepaths as well. Ooh. The they new. keep on doing this, though. They keep on presenting these stories that, you know, about telepaths and say, no, we're not going to worry about that one. Well, the good thing they didn't say it. Otherwise, I would have really felt it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I could still show us that telepath story because Patricia Tallman's yeah. still around. Oh, yeah, well, definitely. And she still looks... I mean, like, in the past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she still looks great. Yeah. Um, But they only really had... Two plus Galen from the show, right? Or am I missing somebody? I think that's it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think they got Galen because essentially he was still hev- heavily involved with the fandom and with, um, you know, even though he was kind of more part of Crusade, you know. There oh, are God. some fans who did like Crusade. <laughs> <laughs> I- Hey, I, I think it had promise. I think it definitely had promise. It did. <laughs> That's why I want us to at least discuss it. I tease. I'm watching Crusade now, and every episode, I'm just kind of like, "Oh, guys, this is so boring." But <laughs> where are you uh, watching it on? Out on DVD. Oh, was it part of the, your uh, box set as well? Then? Yeah. No, no, it wasn't part of this. It was a separate box set. Right. But still, I, 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 I think the four episodes that I've kind of chosen 
are the least boring. <laughs> yeah, I've seen. One, I think I've seen one of those, and yeah, it was it was pretty good. Um, have you gotten to? I'll, I'll slightly spoil this. Have you gotten to the episode that's essentially an X Files parody yet? I don't think so. <laughs> but yeah, there's an X Files parody episode. That okay. sounds promising. Uh, oh. <laughs> Supernatural X Files parody was really good. Um, <laughs> um, so Galen's there, and then he's saying, you, know, you can use this star fury right as an excuse to kill Ventari. And he makes, uh, Sheridan doesn't want to kill him because he's a little boy, but, you know, Hitler and Genghis Khan were little boys once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this whole thing was interesting. Like, he already had the whole plan, or a plan within a plan that we found out later, but, um, the fact that he has, they have people in position to, like, do the weapons and stuff is kind of, um, but they're not yeah, supposed to interfere. Him, yeah. Right. My only own hey canon is given what happens in Crusade, it was probably the Thieves Guild. <laughs> Maybe so, yeah. Oh, God. The guy on his throne or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the sunglasses. Yes. Probably, they probably would have bangled it anyway. Or is that the right word? Bang, bungled? Bung, bungled, bungled, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, maybe. Um, so Sheridan tells Ventari, like, hey, let's both of us go out there. And Ventari seems like awesome. Oh, but before this, Sheridan had a dream about Babylon 5 being destroyed. And I guess that's what pushed him over the edge to go ahead and do this. So they're out there. Oh, I missed that one. Hey, Daniel Day Kim is in Crusade. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Four lost. Oh, yeah. I'll give you another teaser, because really, Crusade doesn't matter too much. He plays a telepath. Sweet. Post-telepath. Oh, Gary Cole? Seriously? Gary Cole's awesome. That's what I was saying in the Facebook group. It's kind of hard. He's the lead, and it's kind of hard... To see like Lumberg in space, cause I watched this like right after I think I'd seen Office Space or maybe they came out around the same time. But yeah, I like uh, Gary for Cole. Me, for me, it was, I saw this shortly after seeing American Gothic. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, hey, he's, a, he plays essentially the devil in that. It's really weird seeing him play this hero role. But to me, he'll always be Lumberg. He's good in Veep too. Um, oh my god, yes, <laughs> of course. But yes. Up again. <laughs> uh so Yeah, so they're out there flying Ventari and Sheridan and Ventari's having a really good time. I can't remember what he said his first name was, but oh uh, yeah, so he's out there yeah. having a good time. And he remembers Sheridan remembers that Galen said ways, so he changes his mind. And yeah, you kind of knew that was happening. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kind of from like what happened in the first episode, you kind of realized that this was going to be a matter of thinking outside the choices available. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Which happens a lot in shows, let's be honest. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, you haven't mentioned yet, but um, the actor who plays Vintari 
basically went back and studied how um uh what's his name plays um uh, Londo and tried to base his performance on um Londo's accent and you know the way he kind of to mixed success i i think at some points he does do a good job at other points you can see that he hasn't done much acting yet <laughs> i don't well, think he like did a lot of have all sorts of accents. Why can't the uh, Centauri? The Centauri do. It's just um, for some reason I think um, Vintari, Londo, and Reefer all came from the same area. Yeah, that's uh, Peter Jurisic's fault. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is definitely. So on B five, they're talking about how much fun they had, and Sheridan. Um, Invites him to come live on Minbar to keep him safe. He could hang out with his son, David. <laughs> mm. Another David name drop. Yeah. Yeah, the mysterious David. Um, yeah, I could kind of see this coming. He says, oh, I've talked to Delenn. Somehow. Yeah. Between when I got off the Star Fury and then we got in the hangar. <laughs> I had a very serious conversation with her about bringing another son into our lives. <laughs> she just went with it. Did, did he disclose that he be, he grows up to be a planet killer? <laughs> he was like, cool. Sounds great. So did he go after them in Bari as well, or did he just figure Earth was their biggest threat? I wonder. Yeah, um, why is Earth their biggest threat? I know. Everyone, really? everyone seems to think Earth's their biggest threat, and they always forget... No, it was just a group of humans on Babylon 5 with a load of other people involved as well. <laughs> so if you wanted to make a statement, you should have blow, you should blow up Babylon 5 and then go and blow up Member, then go and blow up Earth. Yeah, and the other thing I was thinking of, like, that could have been a possibility, which is also kind of a cliche in shows, is that, you know, whatever he shared and did to prevent this from happening actually contributes to it happening but then you would have in theory like if they can see the future they would have known that plus we've also seen the future we've seen a hundred years from now and earth's fine well they didn't talk about new york and new york could have <laughs> true it's like on the uh what was it enterprise how those aliens come to attack earth and apparently you know they kind of damaged a good section of the united states i think and it's something that you know, it was never talked about in the later series. In the series. In what? On Star Trek Enterprise, oh, there's like this, it'd be a set in the past and aliens came and, you know, attacked Earth, but it's never talked about in the series that happened later. Oh, on. yeah, definitely. <clears throat> well, also on the fact that somehow Enterprise discovered a bunch of Borg. Yeah. And but like, I no think... one knows about Borg. <laughs> Yeah. When it comes to, um, you know, next generation. Yeah. How does Veep only have three and a half stars on Amazon? That is a crime. <laughs> what the hell, people? I laugh so much watching that show. That's like my, my favorite current show on the air. I love it so much. Yeah, that's crazy. IMDb 8.2. Come on. No. Everybody watch Veep. It's funny. <laughs> um. And you have to watch it more than once because there's so many things going on. Yeah, it's like, um, I always say if people like Arrested Development, they should watch V. You kind of have to watch it <laughs> more than once to get everything, I think. Yeah. 
I think I've watched each episode like four times. So it's good. Anywho. <laughs> yeah. So Lockley comes and she, you know, they shared in Lockley hug and she heads Aww. off with, uh, I got, I'll, I refer to him as V in my notes and I don't want to call him <laughs> Veep. <laughs> yeah, it's all with Veep. <laughs> um, Galen's kind of upset when he shows up and, you know, Sheridan says, you know, if I'll take care of Ventari if I decide there's no other way to stop him, but like, won't Sheridan be dead before, <laughs> before? Yeah. You've got, yeah. <laughs> you've got 10 years to decide. He shows psychotic. <laughs> traits in the next 10 years i'll totally stab him <laughs> maybe he left instructions with someone like if this kid starts to get out of line yeah maybe with the that seems a lot easier than just killing him now <laughs> just wait see what yeah. happens until he's been with your family for a few years and maybe david will do it um but there is something to be said for i mean the practical <laughs> <laughs> and surefire, well, not not surefire. You can't say for sure nothing would ever happen if the Centauri got that weapon. But I mean, there is something to be said for just killing the guy. I'm just saying, <laughs> getting it over <laughs> with, <laughs> getting it over with, <laughs> making sure that he doesn't have that chance. But you know, that Sharon would never do that. Yeah, because he's our hero. Yeah, the Rangers would. We saw the Rangers kill the guy last week. <laughs> just blew the guy <laughs> up. To get to escape. Yeah, they're a little hardcore. Like a little <laughs> cult. Um, so, yes. But then uh, Sheridan thinks that maybe this was the decision Galen wanted all along. To not and Galen kill. does nothing to absolve him of that view. So nah. Nah, He just says something have, mysterious. Uh, <laughs> having, having seen Crusade, he, uh, I'm reading into that look of, oh. I can't remember what uh, Gary Cole's character is. It's, uh, it's kind of the impression is, oh, I wish I'd gone to him with this. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I wonder where he would be right now. <laughs> Who? Uh, the Gary Cole's character in Crusade, because this is a few years after Crusade. Oh, yeah. Got it. Um. So, yeah, so... There's a voiceover, and Sheridan says that Babylon 5 is a place for beginnings and endings, and I wonder what this one will be. Was he talking about the show or something? Because <laughs> this is the ending for the show. <laughs> it was supposed to be a beginning. <laughs> Burn. Yeah, they added that, they added that later. <laughs> it feels like, yeah, after this, it's stop trying to restart Babylon 5. I think you've had enough attempts now. Aww. I mean, time I, to let go. I do love Babylon 5, but I think it's time to let go for a while. Wait until, you know, you wait for another 10 or 20 years, and if, if you try to revisit the universe, it can be done. I mean... It'll definitely have to be the universe, because they've lost yeah. all the actors. Yeah, yes. a lot of the actors have died, and a lot of the actors have grown older than what they can do for the series because there's meant to be this 20 year time limit of in between, you know, <laughs> season five uh, and uh, sleeping in light. All right. Could do a post Sheridan 
Oh, they could. They left Dylan and Ivanova. Yeah. They yeah, have to ladies. be. The ladies of B5. Are they oh, the yeah. only ones? No, that would be, be interesting. Mm. I like to think that the voice on the loudspeaker was Clarence. Announcing uh, everybody coming into the gala. He's doing the PA job. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I think of all the characters who are still alive, who have, you know, well, the actors are still alive. Is it just Ivanova, Lockley, and Dylan? <laughs> Where the characters and the actors are still Yeah, well, Veer. Well, at this point in um, the story. Um, I mean, like, after... I'm sorry, after Sheridan died, is what I meant. Oh, right, yeah. Veer. Well, you got Veer, you've got Zach. Oh, yeah. But... I know, Zach, the actor's dead. Um, Yeah, you've got... Man. we got, like, Lease or something, maybe. Um, Yeah, yeah. Clarence is still <laughs> <Lisa's> daughter. <laughs> That's all we need, really. Clarence is still around, and the Toth, or you know, That's oh, actually yeah. a really interesting thing. You know, um, Dermis has never actually considered doing that, but I think you know, I, we really gravitated towards Clarence personally. But I think most viewers do like the Corwin character. He's got to be the president of his own planet by now. Or of course. Right? <laughs> <clears throat> Always awkward in love. He's not married. Still trying to figure that out. But that's all right, Clarence. You'll find your special person. He's, he's characters like that you definitely want to see more of. Oh, yeah. Uh, Clarence Files. <laughs> the Clarence Files. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Straight to Netflix. Clarence tells it all. What was it really like working with <laughs> with Ivanova? Uh, so, do we have any quotes? Whatever you do, oh, whatever you do, do not do the hundred years later Marcus gets revived story. Do not do that. Do, it's, Unless it's, it's Marcus gets revived by Clarence on accident. <laughs> oh yeah, Clarence would do that by accident. He would stumble yeah. into that somehow. With, with this new encyclopedia coming out, and that actually being put into an official Babylon Five document. Mm. That, that I mean, before it was a story that someone had written and JMS had kind of said signed off on it being okay, but now it's inside an official published. Well, to be published book that says this is what happens to Marcus. This is what happens to a clone of Ivanova. <laughs> oh God! Don't. <laughs> that is so wrong. Just cloning your lost love, so you can live. And, and cloning your lost love, loading that clone with memories up until the point where your ship got attacked, and then stranding both of you on a a planet and not telling her the truth. <laughs> See, that seems like a show that would actually get made nowadays. Right? <laughs> yeah. Coming that, to Showtime. I mean, that that's so bad on so many levels. Mm-hmm. Like imagine- Westworld, but with, you know. Yeah. Can you imagine Babylon 5 on HBO? Susan would have oh. boffed Marcus on <laughs> Babylon 5 on HBO. For sure. Well, more than that, you know, you just, uh, just, um, 
Just it imagine how much more of a badass Ivana would, would have been able to be. You know, she would have been really involved in a lot of great fights in <laughs> that one, I'm sure, you know. But if Clarence gets naked, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, we're okay with it. We're okay with it. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> we should just put a compilation of our best Clarence lines and just send it to him. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, who are these people? <laughs> Who's Clarence? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Why are they sending me this thing about Clarence? <laughs> if you're listening... As we said, he was hiding his real name. It's not David Corwin, it's Clarence Corwin. <laughs> Although if it is David Corwin, that's that, that actually means that um, Sheridan named his son after Cor- Corwin. Which totally makes sense. <laughs> it does, because he is. He was running that entire station by himself, pretty much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do we have any quotes? I didn't write any down. I think I've I given didn't. up on quotes. Uh, <laughs> wait, hold on. Let me see. Well, I have one. Well, get out of my head, but um, I have one, but it's part of my rating system. So, oh, and also I wrote down that um, um, Sheridan hasn't seen her in a while, and she, he tells her she's looking tired. Somebody's looking tired unless you know that they're really tired. Oh, the city that never weeps. That was lame. Oh, New York. This uh, isn't a play that was lame cheesy. Quotes, that was really cheesy. Okay, yeah, they're supposed to do one about Garibaldi, but it was the most complicated visually and technically, so they put it off till next time, and there was no next time. That never happened. So is there any news on the JMS front of anything happening? He's working on what was the next in the, what movie? The next in the Kong movies. Didn't there a Kong movie just come out? Yeah, I think or he about to or yeah, there is a yeah Skull Island. I think there's supposed to be like a series of movies. I think maybe the next is going to have like Kong and Godzilla in it, and he's oh, working goodness. with a team of writers on that. Okay, yeah, he's also still involved with Sense8 as well, isn't he? Yeah, coming in a little over a month now. So you're still doing that podcast, right? Yeah, it's just been on hiatus for most of the past two years. <laughs> well, there's not been much. To, yeah. Um, yeah, there have been a about. lot of episodes. Um, uh, let's see, human of the week. I guess we could do one for combined for both stories. Oh, luckily, I'm good with luckily. Fine with it. What did you think about Father Cassidy? There were times where I just, I don't know, the way he was delivering his lines. There were times where I just wasn't happy with him. I don't know. Mm, I didn't notice anything. Just the way he was talking, I guess. I'm not sure. I mean, he didn't quite, he didn't really stand out for me. There's, it was good to see Lockley again. And Alien of the Week, um, we had Ventari. Uh, I think Bintari actually did a pretty good job considering. What are our other options? For aliens, I think that's it. The two men barry Oh, yeah. The jokester packed Marah. We didn't see him, but he did tell uh, a zinger. (laughs) What was the ending that they end to all their jokes? It was better cooked. Properly cooked. Properly (laughs) cooked. 
I think Prince of Antari, since we actually see him. Um, we get some actual lines from him. Uh, so what about... I'm also changing my Human of the Week to the cab driver. But <laughs> <laughs> only because I know that, that somebody else is going to win. Up yours. <laughs> Up yours. <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> and Galen seemed amused by that. He <laughs> cracked a smile. Um, so what about Radies? What does start us out, Beth? Oh, okay. Um, it was enjoyable in a way. Um, I was kind of happy to be back with the Babylon 5, you know, extension. I was just, I was just like, why didn't they make this? You know, into a thing because it's nice to see them like a little bit later, um, and to continue it. And I know that, you know, this is it. Um, so, I mean, there's Crusade, but that, it's not the same. <laughs> it's not um, the same. So that was enjoyable. And actually, I was, it kept my interest. I mean, I wouldn't say it was like the most, I don't know, um, deep exploration of choices, but, um, it was still kind of, interesting even though it was super cheesy sometimes um and i'm still quite not quite understanding the whole demon thing but that's okay i will give it get my reading system <laughs> um seven oh. Garibaldi's memoir. oh dear we only heard the seven part of that <laughs> oh okay sorry um Seven copies of It Started with the Smell in Brown Sector, Garibaldi's memoir. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The story Uh, of a security chief. (laughs) Uh, How about you, Ian? Like I said, it's nice to go back to Babylon 5 and something like this. Uh, Yeah, we've just gone through things fairly quickly, but after having the break with A Call to Arms and then Legend of the Rangers... This felt like going back to what Babylon 5 is again, even though it's not the strongest of stories, either one of them. Because the first one is a three-hand to play, and they're exploring interesting things, But and it's nice to see Lockley again. But the, the second one over there felt more like Babylon 5, and I... I I did enjoy uh, Vintari, Prince Vintari. I think, yeah, at some points he didn't act the part very well, but I would really like to see where that character could have gone. And I love the CGI in this. The the almost Stingray-looking um, Membari ship was a really nice design, a uh, really nice touch. So, again, I'm going to have to say 7 out of 10... Star Fury malfunctions. <laughs> yeah, I, I, this was good. Um, I th- can imagine the first time I saw this, I hadn't seen any Babylon 5 in probably 10 years or at least any new Babylon 5. So it would have been good just seeing some of the characters again, even though <clears throat> not very many. And like I said, it probably could have benefited from, you know, cutting out a few minutes of each story, but you know, it was still. Still, still fun seeing Babylon 5 again. So I'll also give it 7 out of 10, um, up yours. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, <laughs> so it's 7 out of 10 overall, which yeah. that's actually very good for these, uh, spin-offs. 
Yeah, I yeah. enjoyed it a lot more than I was expecting to because I didn't. Yeah. Well, think about, you know, we, as I said, we've just come off um, a call to arms and then Legend of the Rangers. It's a huge step up from either of those. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, agreed. Let's go into quantum space and head to feedback land. We'll get there a lot faster this way. Uh, we have one comment this week, and it's from Vord99. Old trusty Vord. Mm. Vord says, uh, Vord 7 a.m. this morning, but it was you know, probably afternoon your time. Uh, from the time when I started watching the original series during season two, I saw every bit of televisual Babylon 5, the rest of the original series, Crusade, and Legend of the Rangers when it first appeared. Until this. I don't remember why I didn't pick up the Lost Tales, why I didn't pick the Lost Tales up. I was certainly aware of its existence, but I strongly suspect that in those heady first years after Doctor Who, very much my first and best love in sci-fi TV, returned with such enormous success, it just didn't make much sense to me to pay that much money for a renewed stab at something that was, at that point in my life, a happy but somewhat distant memory of the past, at a time when I was so absorbed in something that both pushed my nostalgia button and managed to feel utterly of the moment at the same time. So I can't really speak to how well The Lost Tales worked in the context in which it first appeared. The second to last year of George Bush's America, when people had long since soured on the Iraq War, but the Great Recession had not yet slammed into the U.S. and the rest of the world. The original gasps of the late 80s, 90s space opera that had started with TNG and had included Babylon 5 had sputtered to a halt with Enterprise and we'd gone through the reaction to that with the ultra gritty Battlestar Galactic reboot and we're now in the reaction to that with Doctor Who's willingness to be, you know, fun. At any rate, The Lost Tales is clearly the product of a very different JMS. Its inspiration for trying to do an anthology series in the B5 universe was The Twilight Zone. And this is most obvious in the first story, <coughs> which isn't a bad Twilight Zone episode, but simply does not feel at all like it fits in the world of the original Babylon 5. Rather, as in his Spider-Man stories that had appeared in the meantime, JMS takes something that at least gestured at pseudoscience and tries, not terribly successfully, to redo it as a magical fantasy or here, horror. This jarring, especially if you watch it, as I eventually did almost a decade later in 2015 at the end of a rewatch of all the earlier Babylon 5 material. The second story is much more obviously a sequel to Babylon 5. That probably makes it the more enjoyable of the two for most fans of the original material. It certainly is for me, but it's not all that good in itself. Because, let's be honest, who really thinks for a moment that Sheridan is going to kill the young Centauri nobleman? And while the first part is too different from the original B5, this is too similar. It doesn't give one any sense of repurposing the original elements to say something new that responds to all the ways in which the 94 through 98 seems so very long ago. It's all just for the hardcore fans, I'm afraid, and in 2007, there probably weren't too many of those left. I certainly wasn't one anymore. I thank you, Vord. Thanks, Vord. Yeah, it's a different perspective. You, as always, and looking forward to the last few bits of feedback you get to send in as we finish out all of this. Probably said that last week as well. <laughs> 
so next week we're going to be wrapping up our show here. We're <laughs> going to be giving our overall thoughts on Babylon 5, to discussing Crusade, and also talking about some information we know from the books. Oh, hmm. a lot yeah. going on next week. Yeah. Yeah, it will be a lot to go through, but we really have reached the end here. So, um, um, okay, so you just have to tell me what episodes to watch then. I still have to order the DVD now, so. Right, um, give me a second because I've written you them can just down. Send it to me, I guess. I mean, um, I'll, I might as well say it again just in case people haven't, uh, seen the Facebook post or can't get access to it for one reason or another. Um, if I can just find it, because. Okay, right, here it is. Um, it, you, you'd better take down the episode titles because they're um, kind of out of order on the DVD. Okay, let me just write it down. Okay. Um, yeah, as I said, there's four episodes um, I picked out for you. Okay. Racing the Night, which is what JMS wanted as the premiere episode it it does a good job of giving you a feel of what crusade is without uh, but it jumps you straight into the middle of everything okay well or forever well or forever no well of forever okay which is a um techno mage and psi story okay um, each night I dream of home. Um, <laughs> Android's dream of electric sheep. <laughs> which is kind of the story which most embodies of where I think Crusade was going as it was being made. And then the last one is The Path of Sorrows, and that's got a good chunk of Psy mythology in it, telepath mythology in it. Okay. That's uh, some homework to do. As I said, don't worry too much. Um, if you can only see one, go watch each night I dream of home because that will give you a good feel for what it is. You'll have a few things missing on the backstory, but don't worry too much. So we're not supposed to watch it in the order of the DVD? Um, well, if you want to, if you've got the time. Yes, but... I, I basically went to through uh, found the JMS preferred viewing order because there's so many different ways you can view this, and if we do it this way, it's kind of gives us a different perspective than we have so far on everything else that has been produced. Because this is so unique, because this is essentially uh, JMS's Firefly. Uh, this is his show that he wanted to produce but was screwed up by the network um and so that's why i went for that order okay um it it, it kind of informs the discussion we have then because if you watch it on the dvd order you'll get a good idea of what everything is but it'll feel jumbled it'll feel things will feel out of place okay all right 
Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah. That is all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back next time with our Babylon 5 universe wrap-up. But until then, goodbye. Be seeing you. Bye. Stroke off. Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast, and twitter.com slash downbelowcast. 